This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart Food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. CeraVe facial moisturizers with SPF protect skin against damaging UV rays and continuously deliver three essential ceramides to help restore skin's protective barrier so it can lock in moisture. Non-greasy, fragrance-free, and won't clog pores? With CeraVe, skin feels hydrated and looks healthy all day. CeraVe facial moisturizers with SPF from the number one dermatologist recommended facial moisturizer brand. This episode is brought to you by the Inspire Collection by Kalia. You shouldn't settle for just any old pair of leggings. You deserve something better, something designed with you in mind, like the new Inspire leggings by Kalia. Their most versatile collection yet, made for any workout. They're lightweight, buttery soft, breathable, and made with lycra adaptive fiber, which molds to your body for a barely there supportive fit. It's perfect for wherever your wellness routine takes you. Shop the Inspire Collection by Kalia now, exclusively at Dick's Sporting Goods. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the Gardener's World magazine Sew Along series, the podcast that inspires you to grow more from seed. Hello, I'm Kevin Smith, the Deputy Editor of BBC Gardener's World magazine, and I just love the ritual of sowing seed. I can often while away a few hours in the greenhouse, something good on the radio. Sometimes it's something quite relaxing. Sometimes it's something a bit more lively, a cup of tea or a glass of wine. You're getting the picture. Um, Life in the greenhouse when you're sowing seed is good. And Actually, I just find the whole thing, you know, the process and then watching life quite literally sprout from nothing to be remarkable. It's, it's something that never fails to amaze me. My absolute favourite thing to sow from seed is the castor oil plant or ricinus. First and foremost, the seeds are just amazing. They look like great big shiny bean seeds. They're sort of all speckled and beautiful and really lovely to touch and hold. And they remind me a little bit of the of the seeds you'd imagine Jack and the Beanstalk to have. They've got a sort of a magical quality about them. And there's a bit of a mystique about the plant too, not least because um, castor oil plant or rice nest is poisonous. So you must sow and handle with care and... Um, I find that quite fascinating that something so striking and beautiful can actually be dangerous too. I first ever saw a castor oil plant on a roundabout in northern France. Well, there were several actually, and they were the focal point of a really beautiful summer bedding scheme. And I was really taken by them and I thought, wow, do you know what? 
that striking architectural foliage would work really, really well at home. And, you know, I love tropical plants. I love, you know, bananas and, and grasses and cannas and those sorts of things. So when I first saw a castor oil plant, I thought, brilliant. Do you know what? That will really go with the style of garden and the type of garden that I like. I first bought my, my very first castor oil plant as a plant. I didn't sow it from seed and um, it was at an open garden and the garden owner had a few of them just on a table and there was an honesty box. So I can't remember how much I paid now. It wouldn't have been much, but it was just a couple of quid for a small plant. And I just took the one and I planted it in the ground at home. And I was absolutely staggered by how much it grew I planted it, you know, towards the end of spring. So probably it was, you know, second week of May or something. And it just grew and grew and grew, not unlike Jack and his and its beanstalk, actually. And I was staggered by the end of the summer, how massive it was and with very, very little input from me at all. So from that point on, I was absolutely hooked and castor oil plants have been a staple in my in my summer garden ever since. Of course, I now sow them from seed I don't buy them and they fill gaps in my borders and I you know as I said they grow quick so it's a really reliable thing to make an impact and to to fill a space quickly but I also put them in the middle of my summer pots so when I'm planting my, my bedding plants I put a castor oil plant in the middle they're my biggest containers that I I plant and it forms the focal point so a little bit like uh, that roundabout in France where I first saw them used. The first castor oil seeds that I ever sowed were actually given to me by a friend I remember it's, it's somebody that I'm very close to who's also a fantastic gardener and he'd been growing this this plant himself for a couple of years and um we were just wandering around and he said, oh, I've got something for you. And he came along with a, a brown paper envelope and he opened it up and told me to hold out my hand. And I did. And he proudly poured these, as I said at the beginning, gorgeous, shiny seeds into my hand. And he was just so thrilled that he'd managed to harvest them himself and share the bounty as he he described it. And, you know, it's wonderful sharing seeds with a friend and it's something that uh, he and I still do swapping back and forth with plants and seeds and um, you know it's it's something that's really magic and also castor oil seeds every year without fail they're part of my my routine and they're really easy to easy to sow I just put one of the lovely big seeds into a small pot of beet-free or multi-purpose compost and uh, then leave the pots on my windowsill indoors and they do actually take quite a long time to germinate although there's no you know fussy sowing method involved that big seed does actually take quite a bit of time to spring to life but once it does you do not miss it it's amazing the shoot just bursts through the soil with quite some speed actually you know they, they they're quick and before you know it you've got two beautiful seed leaves that are enormous absolutely huge and at that point i normally take the germinated seeds out to the the greenhouse and this can actually sometimes take up to a month for them to germinate so so don't worry if if you try them and you think nothing's happening just be patient sit and wait and 
I'm fairly certain that eventually you'll you'll see the shoot break through the earth. But anyway, I take them out to the to the garden and uh, into the greenhouse, and there I grow them on, and I I pop them into slightly larger containers once they're you know the first palm shaped leaves are there, and after that it's just a case of watering, looking after them, and then waiting until it's warm enough and the frosts have gone before they can be moved to their their permanent home for the summer. So that's either, as I say, in a border or in the centre of my containers. Once my plants are growing steadily, uh, there's not much to it really. I, I water them as part of my you know, general watering routine. So if they're in a container, that'll be perhaps once a day in the really hot heat of summer. Um, but there's nothing, nothing too fancy that you need to do. I do also give them a liquid feed once a week, usually with something like liquid seaweed. So again, very, very readily available, not, not complicated or, or technical in any way whatsoever. And that's all there is to it, really. They're a brilliant plant. They're so, so easy and versatile and make such a massive, massive statement that they really are worth giving a try. The first year that I did sow and grow my own castor oil plants, I thought that I would try and give seed saving a go. So I wasn't quite sure how to do it or what to expect, but the plants, as I say, grew quickly over a season and as, uh, you know, the summer disappeared and autumn started to arrive, the leaves themselves actually did colour up beautifully. But I noticed that these beautiful sort of seed pods were beginning to form. They were, you know, round and spherical and spiky, a bit like the outer shell of a conker. And I figured, well, I I guess the seeds are are in there. So once the, the plant was past its best, I removed these spiky pods and let them dry a little bit and then opened them up and lo and behold there were my own beautiful shiny seeds within there and that is how I've always gone from this point forward you know I've actually never bought castor oil seeds myself the first ones came from my friend and then I've saved my own ever since and I've passed a few on to other people and it all started with that fascinating roundabout in France. Thanks for listening to Sew Along, and we hope you're inspired to give seed sewing a go. Find out more about it at gardenersworld.com forward slash podcast. Subscribe now to never miss an episode and rate us in your podcast provider app. See you next time.